0: What's going on, beautiful people? This is Jovan Miller, and you're listening to the latest installment of the Give It Context podcast. IG, Twitter is at Jovi Nation J-O-V-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-2-3, if you ever want to get in contact with me. Email, peaceofmind2327 at gmail.com. Let's get to the topic First of all, I'd like to apologize I've been a little bit tardy on uh, some of my posts um, Especially when it comes to my episodes So I will look to obviously do my due diligence And try to get out some more uh, podcast episodes A little bit more frequently But like I said, I'm here now So let's discuss If you're listening to this right now You'll already have seen that The title of this episode is Dear Parents Dear Parents You're ruining sports. Now, if you're a parent in that position and you feel like you're doing everything in your power to empower your son or daughter, I would never, ever question your ability to do so. But there's a few things that I really would like you to take into consideration with this topic. I played lacrosse i've told you guys on a number of episodes before i played lacrosse since i was 13 years old luckily i was able to have a very successful career playing college play professionally i know that doesn't usually work out for everybody and i know that there's a lot of people out there who maybe to their own but from their own you know perspectives uh maybe failed as an athlete or maybe weren't given the chance so there's a mixed bag of emotion when it comes to the conversation of you know, uh, involvement when it comes to sports. That being said, the reason why I tagged the name, you know, Dear Parents, You're Ruining Sports, is because in many cases, an adult figure, whether they be male or female, finds a way to ruin something that's so beautiful about the recreational idea of sports. I'm going to give you a few examples as well as we go along. And then, unfortunately, I don't have as many as I would like right now. But overall, we should be able to to navigate this in such a way. But I'm going to ask a few questions. And then, like I said, we'll go from there. Has anybody ever heard of the term helicopter parents? I'm assuming all of you have. And when it comes to sports, I think that this is one of those very slippery slopes because as soon as you start to give some names or you start to point out certain actions, you may feel like you're falling under this category, which if that is the case, then, hey, I may be just talking to you. And if you have an issue, of course, you can email me. So it's no biggie. Helicopter parents are the kind of parent that usually are unable to As they say, let go. And that is where you have to put the trust in somebody besides yourself. That would be a man or woman. That would be mother, father, uh, sister, brother. This is the part where you have to, you know, whatever the sport is, whatever the the expertise that you have no knowledge of, you're giving that responsibility to another person. Um, In this case, usually it is a coach. One thing that's always driven me crazy since I was, uh, you know, growing up, was the involvement of the parent only because my dad just never said anything to a coach ever <laughs> now it does you know pay to be one of the better players on most of the teams that I've ever participated on, but I just never felt like there was a conversation that needed to be had you know with a coach unless it was talking about something of the racial or religious variety or where a player felt uncomfortable with the situation that had went down between a teammate. And a coach or teammate to teammate. Again, that's my personal opinion. But let me give you some characteristics of a helicopter parent. Or a parent that is over parenting. Yes, that is a technical term. If you ever go to a youth event, a youth sporting event of some sort, or you actually go to, let's just say, a, a soccer game or something like that, and you're out and about on a Saturday morning or something like that, If you see the father or the mother that walks up and down the sideline, (laughs) wherever their son or daughter is on the field, there's one example of a helicopter parent. If you've ever seen a mother or father give advice to just their child on the field or the court where they may not do the right thing and they'll yell, you know, Set a pick or go get the ball, whatever. That is a helicopter parent. Or if you've ever seen, and I have seen this a number of times because I've been a coach before, is the parent that comes up to the coach and gives ideas. There are more examples of that, but for now, just because, as you guys know, I like to keep my podcast episodes fairly short. We'll just use those as three basic points of interest they follow their kid up and down the field they'll yell out you know whatever advice to their child on the field or court or they'll suggest ideas to the coach not to mention they also tell you who they should be playing with because they're friends which also drives coaches crazy let me ask you a question parents If you've ever been one of those parents at one time or another, and or seen a parent participating in such actions, have you ever considered trying to coach yourself? Just an idea. See, one of the things that people really miss the boat on is that when it comes to parenting, for example, if I tell you something about your son or daughter that you don't like, the first thing you'll tell me is, Don't tell me how to parent. How come that's not a two-way street when it comes to coaching? Like I said, just a thought. Another question I'd like to ask of the parents, and actually this might be a double-edged sword here because it's pertaining to kids as well. Where is the line drawn between parents and coaches? And is this really about fun? only ask that because a parent will say everything politically correct when it comes to talking to a coach, especially knowing that that person that is, you know, that that person who is coaching is responsible for their child's playing time. Now, we could get into another episode maybe once upon a time or maybe at a later date where we actually talk about buying playing time. But like I said, that may be for another day. But for now, I always ask is that there should be a very defined line between a coach and a parent. And if that parent is not coaching, then hopefully they understand where their role presides. Unfortunately, it does not seem to be the case, especially at the youth level. But in particular, when you get to the college level, you'll see some examples and you'll hear some examples where you're saying, wow. I've never heard of such a situation. One thing in particular I think that people miss out on is, if it's about the kid, why are you so involved? The thing about life, the thing about sports in particular is there comes a point in time where you cannot be there to babysit them or walk them through everything. That includes everything from social skills, just physical nature, also just and the ability to mentally be prepared to go out on the field. There's only so much that you can actually be responsible for as a parent and or guardian before that kid, that child, that you know, that young student athlete has to figure these things out for themselves. So, how much are you actually helping your child when you? for the most part, are not letting them navigate, figure things out. And you're also inhibiting the ability of the coach that's supervising them to do their job effectively because you continue to have, quote-unquote, suggestions or things that you think would help. And it goes back to my first question. If you know so much, why aren't you coaching? Your inability to trust is hindering your son or daughter's ability to truly see what they can be as a player. Here's what we do know about playing sports in particular, is that winning is fun. It's a lot of fun. I want everybody to remember what I just said. Because every single issue that a player and or coach and or parent has usually comes after a loss, not after a win. And usually in cases where it is after a win, it's because Johnny or Susie did not play as much as they should have. Or is a misunderstanding between coach and player where there's a situation of... They did something that they weren't supposed to do, whether that be on the field, say something to an opposing player, and they get sat down. The parent comes over asking why, not understanding that if there's accountability to be had, it should be by the son or daughter that's playing, not by you, the parent watching and spectating. Very live example right now, especially will go actually not too far back. Right now, to be honest with you, luckily we have not heard a lot from him as of late. LeVar Ball. Just a quick little spiel on him. Lavar Ball obviously has three sons. One, Lonzo Ball, who was the number two overall draft pick in last year's NBA draft out of UCLA. He has two younger boys as well. He has one. It goes by the name of Jello. The other one goes by the name of Mello. Um, they're all L's, but anyway, that's what he nicknamed them. That's what they call themselves. The other two are having a very tough time navigating this, this pre-professional you know, life, if you call it. Because I will definitely say that it has something to do with the father being so involved. It's not enough that he has a you know, big baller brand, which is literally their own branding line for all sports gear and such. But he's thrown out suggestions at every level, starting with these kids when they were in high school. He transferred his son, the youngest one, I'm going to say Mello, yes, LaMelo, from not only being the starting point guard at that same school to the point where he had such a disagreement that he went into the locker room in front of the coach and tried to tell them what to do. Now, if that's not helicopter parenting or is that not overstepping boundaries, I don't know what is. Lamella would shortly after that, at seven or excuse me, not seventeen, I'm going to say what, fifteen or sixteen years old, would end up leaving the team, dropping out of school and he and his middle brother, Jello, would end up playing for a professional team in Europe. However you get to where you're destined to go, that's your prerogative, that's that's a part of your story. But this is actually not about the two young men. This is about LeVar Ball's involvement. Now, it has been said that Lonzo Ball, who is still the point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, he has had numerous encounters where he had to be called up to the front office with Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka, and where they had you know, conversations where it said, listen, we understand that you're supportive of your son, but that ain't how we do it up here in the pros. And they've been very clear with him which you haven't really heard much from him until of course, you know, LeBron James came to town and he's telling everybody that his son's going to elevate LeBron to another level. The Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Ouch. So I don't know how that goes. Yes. They missed some time with injuries, but that doesn't exactly look very good for your branding when you're guaranteeing things that do not end up coming to coming to pass. But He's almost been a cancer to his son's careers from the aspect of a lot of these professional entities, colleges, you know, anybody that wants to be involved with these three young men know that the hurdle is their father. Now, whether you agree with that or disagree with that, that's, again, your opinion to have. But based on what I have seen, it does not seem like many people are willing to work with these three young men but has nothing to do with the three young men, has everything to do with their father. Which again, a great form, a a iconic form of helicopter parenting. Another question that I'd like to ask for all my parents out there. Do you want your son or daughter to improve? Or Or does the son or daughter want to improve They just don't know how to tell me. Because what I'm starting to see is, is unfortunately, and again, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to generalize and say that there's such thing as all or every, because that would be very unfair of me to do so. But what I'm noticing is is that there are a lot of parents out there who underachieved as athletes, or maybe they're unfamiliar with the sport that their son or daughter has picked up, and they just want... Their son or daughter to be great and think that they have a straight up idea of how to get from point A to point B and how to navigate it, even though they've never done it before. Now, again, how you get to point A to point B, that's on you. If you want to spend all the money club, you know, doing club sports and all that stuff. It is necessary, especially in nowadays. I get it. Got no problem with that. Like I said, to each his own. But I like to ask the parents. Is this really about your parent? Is this really about your son or daughter? Is it? I only ask that so many times because there's only, again we're gonna get you get to a point where your son or daughter is going to have to talk for themselves. That improvement has to come. Hey, coach, what can I do to improve? It can't always be mom and dad coming up. Hey, what can Johnny or Susie do when they're at home? I've said this before. I'll say it again. Talent reveals itself. Yes, you can work as hard as you want to, but sometimes God didn't give you, you know give you the gift of being six foot nine and two hundred and fifty pounds. Talent reveals itself. A coach's job is to help that child discover that hidden gift. They might have the height. They might be faster than everybody. They might have one particular skill that they need to improve upon. But it's very difficult when we have a parent that is always so involved to the point where everything is critiqued by the parent, even though they don't technically know what they're talking about. And in some cases, they don't know a damn thing what they're talking about. This is a very interesting point that I I wanted to bring up as well. A few years ago, you guys might know this guy as uh, Puff Daddy, now he calls himself P. Diddy, Sean Combs. He got arrested at a college football practice. His son, Justin Combs, was on the football team there and got into a, a dispute with their strength coach because the strength coach was talking with strong language towards the player. Now, parents out there, are you listening to me? I don't know how many of you have played a collegiate sport, but let me just say this. The coach talks a whole lot differently when you and your son or daughter are with him or her than when y'all go home, when y'all get in that car and drive home. It's a whole different ball game, and they talk a whole lot differently. Apparently, on this particular day, P. Diddy was at practice watching his son. Now, how he got to practice or whatever, his son was playing a cornerback at UCLA at the time. Now, how he's there watching football, I don't know. But anyway, he saw the exchange between the strength coach and his son and he didn't like it and called himself trying to do something about it now apparently he tried to throw a kettlebell if you want to look it up very interesting story he got arrested as a result now let me ask you something as a parent your son or daughter is still on the team what's that look like You've just made it virtually not impossible, but you've made things incredibly awkward with his or her teammates going back into that locker room. Because now they figured out that their parent is psychotic. That's an issue. Very famous story and I actually will tell you to look this one up, and there's a 30 for 30 on ESPN about it as well, is about a USC quarterback. His name was Todd Marinovich. If you want to look it up, T-O-D-D, that's Todd. Last name, M-A-R-I-N-O-V-I-C-H, Todd Marinovich, and where his father was so hell-bent on making his son a great player that his career took a turn for the absolute literal worst. Got him. He got hooked up on drugs. Everything between he and his son was based on making his son a better football player and nothing else. He always, if you actually watch the documentary, Tom Marinovich, the player, never ever had established a relationship with his father because his father looked at him as a machine, not as somebody with feelings or emotions. He literally looked at him. As, you know, his project, all the things that he didn't accomplish as a football player, he wanted to make sure his son did. Now, if you're one of those parents and you just exchange or not exchange, but you fill in the blank with not football, but whatever sport. And you find yourself in a situation where you're going over and beyond to try to make your son or daughter better. But you're not asking if they're enjoying it. I'll just tell you this. Most of the time, us kids, we lie to you, parents, because we see how happy it makes you. I will tell you this, and I will say it very clear. I'm going to get very close to the microphone. If you partake in pushing your son or daughter to the point where you literally cannot stand when they don't play well, A child is watching on your disapproval of that action. And it does not make them want to do better. It makes them want to quit. I've seen it happen. Trust me. You keep pushing your son or daughter to a point where they are not having fun. They will stop playing because they think that them playing that sport and your disapproval go hand in hand. So how do I, in good conscience, make my mom or dad happy or keep them happy? Why don't I just prevent myself from feeling like I'm letting them down by, by, continu- by discontinuing to play a sport? The kid will quit on you. Just letting you know that. Last thing I'll say is that we always say about, we always uh, encourage our kids uh, about the value of of learning lessons, especially by failure. But I have to ask again, this is more towards parents. If losing is supposed to be a part of your learning process, why do we prepare them not to learn that lesson? Johnny or Susie has to be on this team with their friends or else they're not going to win. If they lose, the referees suck the coach didn't play my son or daughter enough. Maybe we need to do something out. Or, as many brave souls have tried, why don't I just start up something on my own? And we'll just go about it that way. Now, you don't know a darn thing about the sport you talking about. Or that you're even, you know, trying to entertain starting this idea with. Or maybe you played when you were, you know, in seventh grade. But because you are so disappointed in in a result that you take matters into your own hands. It's not helping the child and it makes you look incredibly weak. But I have to ask again, parents, if losing is supposed to be a part of a learning process, why are we preparing our children not to learn that lesson? You're gonna lose. We always encourage perseverance, failing, getting up, and trying again. But it sounds like to me, and what I've seen recently, is if it's not cut out perfectly for my son or daughter to succeed, I don't want to do it. And that's a shortcoming. In closing, much appreciated for the time. I'm going to be much more persistent with a lot of these podcasts, but... This one in particular is so important to where we are in society today. There's a million different examples that I have. I just really want to make sure that we got the clear cut idea that parents, you could possibly ruin your son or daughter's experience in a sport by your involvement. I don't mean that to tell you how to, again, how to you know, be the best parent you can be for your son or daughter. But it's very important to 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 address the fact that, look, not everybody wants things in the same light as you. And if that is not something that you can deal with, maybe there's so, your son or daughter should not be playing sports. I hope that that doesn't come off as too abrasive. If it does, and so be it. But in closing, Jovan Miller just listened to another episode of the Give It Context podcast. Thank you so much for the space. Look forward to hearing from you guys very soon. Peace.